I made a vow to have peace, no matter how many people I have to kill to get it. Peacemaker! Yes. You're that racist superhero! No. You only kill minorities, man! <laughs> I killed a fair amount of white people, too. The ratio is suspect, is all I have to say. If somebody's committing a crime, yes. am I supposed to control what their ethnicity is? No, but you need to watch white people as closely as you watch people of color, so you see more of them committing crimes. Fine, that's a, that's a good point. I will trust white people less in the future and kill a higher percentage of them. Are you satisfied? Yes. And here we go. It's the comic, 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 comic book book. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Welcome back to the Combo Bullets with Nurse New Bully, me host Leroy, aka Mama Saber Mosamu Makusa, uh, with my co host. All right. Yeah, this is Eli, aka the Rancor Whisperer. There you go. <laughs> and we're back with another episode. And Eli, before we get the sto- uh, show started, just want to ask you did your team win or is your team still playing? Or Oh, no, my team? team. No, no, my team hasn't played in a couple weeks now. So. Okay. <laughs> my that, team's out. Way. <laughs> Your team's like, okay. That'll tell you how much I've been into what's going on with football right now. I, I don't pay attention to it. I, it's kind of like Game of Thrones for me. Like when Game of Thrones was a big deal, I never mm-hmm. watched it, had no idea what was going on, but my social media feed let me know everything that was happening. So, yeah. Yeah. So It's basically, two- it's it's all about who I don't want to win, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. It's everybody is shouting, oh, my team lost. Oh, it's the refs. It's not the refs, y'all. It's not. <laughs> I know you want to blame it on the refs, but sometimes your team sucks. Just disaccept it. Oh, yeah. That being said, we can move on past that. Eli, did anybody die? Oh, yeah. Well, they did. I, I forgot. In, in fact, I got an image. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm glad you did it. That's, you have the power now. I do. I have some power. <laughs> hey, Eli, you have the juice now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Rest in peace to Clyde Belcourt. He was one of the co-founding members of AIM, the American Indian Movement. Um right here in Minneapolis. He was a fixture here in uh, the Twin Cities, Minnesota, where, where I reside. Um, and uh, even in his old age, he, you could see him at all rallies. He was still well um, involved in a lot of activism, native civil rights. Um, you'd see him at powwows. Uh, yeah, so he passed away this week. Um, started the, you know, started the American Indian movement back in the sixties with Dennis Banks, they met in prison and uh, decided, Hey, let's, we gotta, you know, um, fight back against, uh, you know, racism and, you know, for all people. I mean, they were allies of the black Panthers. Um, and just like the black Panthers, they were being watched by the FBI, you know, um, you know, in fact, you know, Leonard Peltier is still in prison. Um, uh, I don't think he's ever, I'm very uh, pessimistic about him ever getting released since uh, releasing him means admitting that the FBI was up to some shady shit. And I don't think they're ever going to do that. Right. <laughs> so, Even though uh, everybody knows it, but yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So he passed away this week. Here's a picture of him at a rally, the longest walk rally in New York. 
um, my mom actually was one of the organizers that I vaguely remember being at this rally. Oh, wow. Um, there he is with uh, Muhammad Ali, who was there too. So yeah, uh, good journey, uh, good sir, uh, for all, all everything that he's done, the activism that he's done, fighting for native rights, fighting for just civil rights in general. So rest in peace. Nice, okay. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be a, that's, that's, uh, okay, and you said it was somebody's birthday today? Oh yeah, yes, okay. it I, is. I know you wanna talk about that, so. Yeah, let's get, I got an image for that too. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> it is today is uh not sure how old he is. He's in his seventies though. But uh John Carpenter, uh famous horror director. Well, he gets associated with a lot of horror because he he's done a lot of horror movies. Um, uh, arguably the best horror director ever since he's made his his track record is is the coolest. Like yeah, some directors have made awesome horror movies. But then they made also a bunch of movies that suck. You know what right. I'm saying? We're talking about so, consistency. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Consistent track record. I think John Carpenter is the best horror director ever. Um, directed class. Of course, he did, you know, Halloween, uh, The Thing, Escape from New York, The Fog, They Live, um, Big Trouble in Little China. Um, just classic after classic, all of which bombed at the box office back in the 80s. Um, but, you know, what? Because people are stupid, um, even got bad reviews. The thing got bad reviews. I mean, but doesn't don't all horror movies get bad reviews? Pretty I much, ninety percent yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. But now all his movies are considered classics, especially the thing. The thing is arguably one of the best horror movies of all time, um, as well as Halloween. And not only does he direct the movies, he also writes the scores. So he wrote the score to the uh, the theme to Halloween. That's him. Um, Basically, every all his movies he's uh, written the scores for, um, and uh, yeah, so he's still uh, he's retired from directing. Um, he's he did contribute some musical work to the new Halloween movies that have come out um, recently. A few years back, he went on tour and did a like a like performed his music live, his all his theme music live. Um, I missed I wanted to go to the show i did not get a chance to i'm still bummed that i missed it but uh but yeah um, i'm a huge fan i've you know loved his movies i've gotten stuff signed by him um yeah and yeah so he's still doing he's still kicking he's a big video game fan too he loves video games um recent interview saying that's a pretty much all he did during the pandemic was play video games and not so like he's, he's like me yeah and and not like uh you know pong just because he's an old man he ain't playing like pac-man no he's playing you know the newer you know the newer games he's into like uh the role-playing games and diablo and what have you and yeah he's just a he's just he's a gamer you know so happy birthday jc <laughs> cool all right uh let me say i'm trying to pull up a list because you know whose birthday is not today martin Luther king Mine. I get a lot of people <laughs> saying, oh, today. yes, this is Martin Luther King Day. Today was not Martin Luther King's birthday. He was born on Saturday. Well, the the 15th, not the whatever the day is now. So, but I also want to say on the 17th is a day when a lot of celebrities were born that day. And the 17th, like a special day. One of them is Betty White. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she would have been 100 years old. Uh, and I'm trying to go, up, I'm going to go off the top of my head because I think I remember this list. James Earl Jones. Uh, 
Kelly Marie Tran. She's on the list. Oh, Jim Carrey. Rose. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Obama. Uh, Jake Paul. <laughs> I, I saw he was on the list also. Maury Povich. Oh, that fighter guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's a bunch of other people I, I'm missing also. But just go down the list. When the 17th hit, you'll see it. It's, it's crazy. It's nuts. Like every famous person was born on that day. It's weird. Uh, but that being said, we can move on past it. And now we're actually going to talk, get into the podcast and talk about what we came to talk about. Uh, we can talk about, well, first off, we're going to talk about DC's Peacemaker. Now, some, and you'd be surprised, Eli, a lot of people hadn't even heard of this show. <laughs> so it's, it's weird. That's the thing that's going on right now, but we're just going to jump into it, talk about what Peacemaker is first. Let's talk about why you should care about Peacemaker or why should you even be slightly interested in what we're about to talk about with Peacemaker. Uh, first thing, Peacemaker is actually a spinoff show. First thing, this is actually a milestone. This is the first DCEU TV show. Now, I know I, I, this is supposed to sell you on the show, but technically that's not selling you on the show. But if you really think about it, that's kind of a kind of a big deal, but not really. I suppose it's not part of the Arrowverse. Not part of Arrowverse, no. So what about what about like Doom Patrol and Titans? Mm-mm, nope, nope, not Doom Patrol, not Titans, whatever it is. That's some DC whatever unlimited stuff. This is in the DCEU, whatever that means. The nowadays. Snyderverse. The <laughs> Snyderverse, if you want to call it that, whatever that means today. Uh, yeah. But it's spinning off from that because it stars Peacemaker. Peacemaker was one of the guys in the Suicide Squad. Spoiler alert: turned out to be one of the villains. They killed him, but he faked his death, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They gave him his own TV show. They already announced the show before the movie even came out, so we knew whatever was going to happen, he was going to live. So I'm, I'm not going to go into too much detail about who the Peacemaker character is. If you want to find out and you want to know what I think about the Peacemaker character, go back and listen to our episode, Shameless Plug 211, <laughs> the Suicide Squad uh, show that we did. We did a whole review on it. I did a whole breakdown of everybody on it, including Peacemaker. So go check that out uh, and then come back to this podcast. But we're going to get into it. So what do I think about this show? Eli, this is a. OK, <laughs> this show is made by James Gunn. Same guy that made Guardians of the Galaxy. Same guy that made a whole bunch of other stuff. Also, same guy that made Suicide Squad. Made by James Gunn. He is the showrunner. He is the writer, director of pretty much 80 percent of the shows on on here. Uh, episodes are here. And this is the James Gunniest show that James Gunn has ever James Gunn. That's one thing about this show. Like you can't get more James Gunn in it. This is pure James Gunn, right in the right in the veins. Just just tap the veins, just go in and just give you James Gunn. That's one thing about this show. Now that may be too much James Gunn for people. They may prefer the Marvel James Gunn, you know, where you got talking raccoons and trees and stuff like that. You know, not dick jokes and you know all the stuff like that that he just just throwing at you every every uh every time you turn around uh even the opening show of it is just peak james gunn like really this at first i thought it was a joke i was like this isn't real is it you know but here's the thing eli by the third episode it grew on me i was i was looking (laughs) it is a joke that's the thing it's a joke but it's like do you get the joke that's the thing i was like i get the joke at first i didn't get it but now i get it i was like okay it's weird. It's off-putting, but um, I'm sold on that. I understand where you're going with it. Matter of fact, if he just was left, left it at the first episode, I probably would have checked out. Like, okay, this shit is too weird for me. I can't get into it. <laughs> By the third episode, I was just like, you know what? Okay, I'm into it. You know. Uh, now, do I recommend this show for everybody? I recommend this show on one condition. If you're the person that doesn't mind Jane, John Cena in his underwear dancing the glam metal, holding a vibrator. If that if that intrigues you, 
this is a show for you. If you see that scene and you're just like, uh-uh, this is not the show for you. That's all I can say about it, whether or not you will be, whether or not you're the target audience for Peacemaker or not. Um, yeah, a w- lot of weird, deep-cut DC references in there. They mentioned Batmite one time. I was like, okay, he exists now? Okay. Uh, Vigilante shows up. Vigilante is kind of like his sidekick, I and mean, he's a obscure DC, vi- uh, not a villain, he was a hero, hero from the 80s. Who also showed up in the Arrowverse? That's how we noticed him tied in the Arrowverse because Vigilante was on the Arrowverse. He was on Arrow, got killed off, but still different costume. <laughs> no, it was the same costume, pretty much. Was it? I thought it was like no, it was the same, pretty much. I mean, there may have been like little bitty variations, but they pretty much nailed the Vigilante costume on there. Uh, he sucked, but still, you know. So, oh, uh, but yeah, it's so. I think you should watch the show if you're into weird James Gunn shit. If you're used to his shit he made before Marvel. Because this is some trauma build levels type shit we're looking at right here. That's what I think. So, yeah. Uh, Eli, you saw it. What would you think about Peacemaker? I was laughing my ass off. I think you? If you like, If you like the Suicide Squad that he made, you're going to like this. You know? And yes, it does have... It's all the shit that he's done. You know, James Gunn's uh, more harder material even down to bestiality (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah if you're into that really crude humor which i am i i uh it was funny i I was laughing um i was surprised because i at first i'm like do i do i give a shit about because i didn't give a shit about the peacemaker show right him (laughs) i would rather watch the king shark show you know, or, or any I mean, other character. You got to look at the budget. You can't spend a huge budget on, on King Shark. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, there was so many other characters I would have liked to have seen have a show besides, you know, Peacemaker. But um, but it worked. It was funny. Um, yeah, I was laughing. I did even, and I hate glam metal. I, with, with a passion. I, you know, I grew up, I came up in the 80s. Yes, I was a, I was in the more harder, heavier thrash metal shit, and I hated glam metal. So all the songs that I that that are on this so, in in the show, I was like cringing. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm getting flashbacks. You know, but, that's, but um, I think that's kind of the point. You know, that's a the lot point. of the, I mean, he's, yeah, the humor is cringy. It's supposed to, yeah, be. The, yeah. The peacemaker is this douche bro. You know. He's a you know, twelve-year-old in an adult body. That's basically yeah. What he he's is. kind of a, just a douchebag. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and that's know? part of the joke also that he now he's getting around other people like you can't you can't act like this. And he's basically every Call of Duty player online except if he was in real life, you know. Yeah. So you can't just act like that in in real life in in everyday society, and that's what I think the journey that Peacemaker has to learn. Yeah, it was reminding me of Cobra Kai because that's how Johnny was. Johnny yeah. was just like stuck in the eighties, and he was listening to a lot of glam metal and it was funny because it was just showing how outdated he was and um uh and but with this they're going deep they're going like they're taking deep cups like holy shit they're playing firehouse like god damn that's a song (laughs) i I wanted to you know uh, i wanted to punch myself in the dick whenever it came on you know know, uh yeah i mean cinderella i mean just making faster pussycat just like really deep uh bands you know and that's the thing back then in the 80s a lot of glam metal was pop music i mean you know how you feel about like mumble rap that's how we felt about glam metal you know uh 
and but it was on the radio all the time. Guns and Roses, Motley Crue, Poison, you know, the shit. Bon Jovi. God, I wanted to punch Bon Jovi in the face every time I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean that 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 was pop music back then, just annoying, and I couldn't stand it. So um, yeah, having it be hit what like what he's into, it's it, it's it's fitting because <laughs> it is very cringy and and outdated and and, and yeah, it's it's funny. I mean, it, it's it all goes with the humor and the, the very crude, yeah, the dick jokes and the you know the pot that South Park humor that's right up my alley. So I was I was laughing. It also reminded me of his movie Super. I don't know if you ever seen his movie Super. I didn't see it, but that's why I keep hearing that it reminds a lot of people of that movie Super. So yeah, yeah, where it's it's James Gunn is before he got the Marvel contract. So it's his ode to superheroes, and very very similar, very same, you know, superheroes having conversations and you know. Um, and really poking fun at the whole genre. And that's what he's doing here. And yeah, I'm digging it. I, I really didn't think, uh, and when I, yeah, cause I turned it on, I'm like, damn, there's three episodes I gotta watch. Uh, <laughs> you know, cause I, I really didn't care about this character and I didn't really didn't give a shit about the show and I didn't think I would get into it, but I watched all three of them. And I, <laughs> that's how I spent my Saturday night. <laughs> like, wow, and and okay. that's the thing with, with James Gunn, this is like a, a very specific target audience. Like I said, I have a fucked up sense of humor too, so I'm into it. But it's not a show I can recommend to everybody. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. if you meet certain requirements if you're into this type of shit, you'll you'll get into it. If not, you're gonna be like, what the fuck are y'all watching? It's you know, James it's Gunn, that. yeah, it's James Gunn uncaged, unleashed. Yeah. You know, and no and honestly, that's what I love about it when you just let a director just go nuts. It just felt like DC just gave him a bag of cocaine and they gave him so much cocaine <laughs> that we're catching contact had just from watching the show, you know. Yeah. So because he can't do the shit with Guardians, you know. Yeah, this is, this will this will never be on Disney Plus. You no, can't do it. Yeah. No, he, he I mean he's tried to do that with Guardians, you know. He's tried and they they let little things slip. Like if you if you did a black light, uh if you did a black light to this place, it looked like a Jackson Pollock plant. You know, shit like that, you gets gets through. In Guardians, right. you know, you know, Rocket trying to like steal everybody's, you know, uh, you know, um, false limbs and shit, you know, uh, you know, uh, but but yeah, uh, it's it's basically James Gunn unleashed him having yeah. no. It, it really now I don't know if it's the case that I really feel like DC just left the room and just came back and just when the show was done, like just don't tell us what happened. Just do it and just let us know when we're ready to put on air. Like they didn't and, watch him or oversee him or anything. And it seems like that's that's what you get the best work when it, that happens when you just let the director do whatever the fuck they want, you know. And um, make, you know, and sometimes, sometimes you have, yeah. yeah, sometimes you can completely go off the rails and you know what the hell's going on. But yeah, that's like Josh of, Trank yeah. and yeah, I, I get it. But um, but yeah, I mean, you, you get a, like a guy who's got a specific, like you said, a target audience, a specific style, and that's what you're trying to do. Then that's what you get. You get like, you know, yeah, because this a PG-13 version of this. It, it wouldn't work. It would not yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the only reason why I like it is because it's got all the crude, because it pushes the boundaries and has the R-rating. And, yeah. And plus Peacemaker, even in the comics, is not a PG-13 character. He's an R-rated character. I mean, he's basically Captain America and the Punisher put together. As weird as that sound, that's what he is. Yeah. So you can't do a PG-13 version if you're going to do it right. And keep in mind, this is nothing like the comic. Like, nothing. <laughs> and I'll review the comic later on so you can see the, the the contrast. But this is the only way you can pull it off. I mean, with the way James Gunn is doing this, it's, I don't know, it's it works. That's what I'm saying, yeah. it works. 
I'm yeah. surprisingly, I was surprisingly entertained. I, I, I was into it. I was laughing and yeah, it's comedy. It, it was like, I, this is my style of comedy. You know? Yeah, because I was this close to canceling my HBO Max subscription. Because I don't know if anybody <laughs> knows all those day one releases that happened in 2021, that's done. You're not getting those anymore. You know, mm -hmm. so the only way, you know, so I'm like, so what do I need HBO Max for? Now they're dropping this. I'm like, okay, I'll keep it, you know. Yeah. Although they did drop the last duel on there right now. So I'm gonna watch that later on. Yeah, I was gonna check that out. But yeah. uh, but yeah, I mean, I was I was really into it and I'm I was laughing. This is my kind of humor and as far as like a comedy, this is like this is a comic book movie. Comedy. Yeah, it, it's bait. A lot of times you can come kind of compare this to Deadpool. It's like DC's Deadpool. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that kinda. kind of humor. Yeah. I, honestly, I don't think Deadpool's humor is is this lowbrow. That's us. I don't think so. Kind of, kind of. There's a there's a different kind of a difference. You know, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I need to watch him back to back to the see because I remember like I don't remember Deadpool's like all of Deadpool's jokes being that cringy where the jokes are kind of cringy here, but they work. They're just just different, you know. Yeah. But that's the best best way to compare it is basically DC's Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. It has that. It pushes the R rating. It pushes the boundaries. Stuff that Marvel doesn't do, you know. Like yeah, this I act. This was making me laugh. Yeah, this made me laugh. Deadpool made me like laugh out loud, laugh. Whereas Ant Man, huh, uh, you know, I'll, oh yeah, this is supposed to be humorous. Yes, I get it. They're trying to be humorous. <laughs> yeah, what's that word you're trying to be? Oh, oh, funny. I get it. Okay, yeah, this is the funny Marvel movie, and and, and uh, <laughs> I didn't care. Whereas this, I was knee slapping and everything. <laughs> you know, so but you got to see what the rest of the shows. Yeah, do, and so. just all the other characters, his team. Like I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like it too. Yeah, they, they, like the team bringing also those were the two people that were left over. Oh, and like you, you see the blonde chick, hardcore, right? That's James mm -hmm. Gunn's like girlfriend in real life. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, funny thing about James Gunn, like, I got he has like a impressive track record. You know who, who his ex wife is, right? Uh, he used to be uh, what's her name, Pam from uh, the office. yeah, Pam Pam from the office. I like, damn, okay, so and she used to be in his. She was in Slither and some of his older movies too. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing about Jane Gunn, like he always gonna have like hot chicks just in the background, just doing something, just like, okay. <laughs> well, he did that one sketch show uh, for what was it called? The what was that guy? It was the Guy Network. What the hell it was called? Um, the Man Show. It was like the Man Show was on that on that uh, that channel. Spike. Oh, Spike, Spike TV. Yeah, Spike TV. Remember yeah. Spike TV? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was like PG rated porn and shit. That's he had there a show. You, there you yeah. go. You have you hit the nail on the head. If yeah. you're a fan of Spike TV, this is the show for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the man show. Yeah, that's basically yeah. what it is. Oh, uh, that, that right, dude, yeah, the one guy I'm I'm expressing my feelings. I'm chilly or I'm cold or like <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah it was funny I, it made me laugh it made me generally laugh and that's what i was digging about it's comedy it's fucked they up they even had a mandela effect joke in there that caught me i was like whoa okay <laughs> like it was berenstain bears i even had to google it for a second to see if it was right i'm like yep she's right <laughs> and what place butterfly i was like what the hell <laughs> like am i gonna fight a martha do i need a jetpack to fight a martha <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh man so cool yeah all right, let's move on to the next part. We're going to talk about, uh, like I said, episode three of Boba Fett drop, the book of Boba oh. Fett. Uh, Eli, I'm going to let, let you go if you got any any thoughts, comments, concerns. Um, 
Um, yeah, I mean, of course, I'm into it just because I'm a fan. I'm biased. I'm just gonna like this shit regardless because I'm a Star Wars fan. Um, and because oh, I heard about, you, you got notes. You got notes. Yeah, well, it's a, it's just an image. I'm just gonna pull this up. <laughs> of course, um, this is what made me like shit my pants. You know, like I said, it's sh- it's showing me right. shit that I've been waiting all my life. To, <laughs> you know, and they finally did it. They finally showed me a rancor. <laughs> they had a baby rancor on the Bad Batch. And now, they... I, I, I got to interject. I got to interject. Isn't this a memory? You, uh, you complain about me when Spider-Man just, oh, just throwing nostalgia shit at me. Isn't this the same thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm And I'm hoping they do some shit. That's what I'm saying. See, I don't want, don't just show shit to me. Do something with it now. Don't just have it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Now do something with it. I want like if he better be episode seven. He better be riding that motherfucker and taking motherfuckers out with it. You know, <laughs> like they already saying, planted seeds. They already planted seeds for us, so yes. we know it's we know it's coming. You know? And that's what I'm saying. They keep planning all the shit. They keep setting things up. I'm waiting episodes in. I'm waiting for shit to start happening. That's where I'm at now. I was like, okay, I, I yeah, I, I I do member everything. Now do something. Where's the story? They keep, they're setting everything up. Now let's do something. That's where I'm at now. Cause I am getting a little impatient. We're three episodes in. They killed the fucking Tuscan Raiders. Like what was the point of that? Just so they could have beef with the Pikes, you know, like I, I was hoping the Tuscan Raiders would show up at the end and be like his crew. You know what I mean? Like be, right. you know, you know. So it just made everything seem pointless. I mean, up to this point. Yeah, yeah, other than oh, he's gonna off, yeah. he's gonna go take out that one biker gang now or something, you know, you know, I, there should be a point to all this, and I, that's what I'm waiting for. Like, you know, don't just show me Black Krasanston and barely do anything with them. And they finally did something with them here, but that's it. That he just tries to you know beat him up a little bit and then he lets him go. You know, now, I I do want to say something, Eli, that even Black Krasanston in the show kind of decanonizes the comics. Because didn't he and Boba already knew each other? They did know each other. They worked together but, like way before this. Timeline-wise, it would have been way because it was between Empire and Jedi. This is after Return of the Jedi. So, um, and they're both bounty hunters. So they they both really don't have an allegiance to anybody. They're only they but only they would at least act like they know each other. That's my yeah. Opinion. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they trust each other, but unless they got to get paid to trust each other, I think that's that's basically their attitude. You know. Um, the uneasy alignments. Hey, what up? Hey, Janae, Janae what's going on? Janae. Um, oh, okay, what's going oh. on? Oh, hey, hey what's up, we, Keith? We, hey. We're, using, we're using the background. We're using it. We're making the money's worth. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm digging everything. I'm digging everything. It's just I want the story to move forward. That's where I'm at. You know, I think, you know, having the, the huts in there, and then them just taking off. I'm like, really? That's all? What, you're not going to kill these motherfuckers? You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know, he's trying to, you know, be peaceful with everybody. You know. Hey, Gabe's in the house, too. <laughs> oh, he's, let's see. About time. Let's yeah. see. Gabe, what up? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was like, you know, and that's the thing. is like, I get that the Huts are no longer in power. And this is, this is coming from the War of the Bounty Hunter comic. So there was a point to that. <laughs> Because Vader, <laughs> this Vader had the whole Council of the Huts destroyed. They're all dead. 
and all, the only one left in power was Jabba. And Tatooine, Tatooine was considered a worthless planet. So they're like, well, fuck it. You can have Tatooine. We don't need it. It's a dry desert planet with nothing there. It's no use to the Empire. So we'll let Jabba rule it and do whatever fuck he wants. Um, and then when Jabba got killed and Bib Fortuna, they like, oh, fuck it. Let Bib Fortuna take it over. We don't need it. You know, they just kind of let him, you know, run the place. Um, but they, there was no use to them. So that's coming from the War of the Bounty Hunter comic. So there was actually a point to that shit. But I was hoping like, oh, the Huts try to have Boba killed. I was like, oh, he's got to kill these motherfuckers now, you know? And I was like hoping like something, he would, he would put out a hit up, like have Fennec disguise herself as a stripper, you know, right. she's on the chain and shit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> to get close See, that, to there you go again, writing a better story than what they're giving us again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that would have been so dope. She's on the chain, she's dancing around and pulls like a dagger out of her bra or her drawers Boba or something. And him or something. <laughs> Sniper rifle, yeah, whatever you know, it is. You know. I was like, they got You got to kill these motherfuckers now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we'll see. It's still only the third episode. We still got four left. I'm hoping shit happens. Shit starts to happen. You know, like I said, I was hoping the Tuscan Raiders would 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 come out and like have his back in the end, like be a part of his crew, like have that ending of Thunderheart where they got the drop on him, and all of a sudden out from the cliffs all the the whole crew of sand people come out all with their guns drawn or some shit you know that's his muscle you know and so yeah stop showing me everything and start doing something with the shit yeah i i like like oh my god it's a rancor i've been waiting for the and then danny trail i told you danny trejo <laughs> I got, I got, I got to call an audible, Eli, because <laughs> boom, <laughs> yeah. we finally get it. We finally got it. Machete kills again in space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> him being the keeper of the Rancor was dope. Um, and like, uh, yeah, I, uh, the rank, I, yeah, I got a soft spot for the Rancor. I loved that ever since Return of the Jedi as a kid. Um, there's a story again, back to the story about uh, on uh, the Tales from Jabba's Palace, that book of short stories. There is a Rancor story all about how Jabba got that Rancor. Um, oh, he met Danny. There you go. Yeah, yeah right. Danny, make, Danny got up here to the um, the powwow up here in uh, Mystic Lake. I didn't go, though. Um, but yeah, Danny gets around. He's, he's down with the skins. So. Um, but yeah, um, in, in Tales from Jabba's Palace, there's a Rancor story about how Jabba got the Rancor, uh, how the, he basically used it like a pit bull and would fight other monsters and shit. And the Rancor Keeper like trained him and he fell in love. Yeah, the, the Rancors are very like, yeah, they are very gentle and they're very uh, like have a close relationship with their, with their humans, kind of like a pit bull, but they don't like other animals. So, uh, but Jabba was always putting them in fights and uh, the Rancor Keeper hated him for that. And he was actually planning to break the rancor out and escape Tatooine with the rancor but then Luke killed him in Return of the Jedi before he could do it so that scene where he's crying because the rancor got killed that's why he was so close to uh freeing that rancor and get and escaping with them and then Luke fucked it up <laughs> but uh but yeah I mean uh I, I I'm like I said I'm waiting for shit to start happening they're setting everything up now let's move the story forward so, oh, and we do we want to talk about the uh, the Power Ranger bikes? <laughs> I, 
I didn't really care. I mean, but we can. It, I saw everybody bitching about it. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Um, it reminded me when I first saw it. It reminded me of lowrider bikes. Um, mm -hmm. you know the the Mexican street lowrider bikes. You know they kind of pimp them out, and you know so that reminded me of that. But also, there's also uh, like moped street gangs in like London. I guess that's a thing, um, and I think that's what they were referencing to. So. People kind of like thought it was lame and that they looked like Power Ranger, Power Rangers or whatever. And I don't know. Um, I didn't mind it. I think it's kind of cool that they're kind of incorporating like street culture into the Star Wars universe. That, that they're just these hood kids kind of uh, hustling their way through and they got a street gang. And now they're working for Boba Fett. Like I said, I, it's got all those crime tropes, crime drama, gangster drama tropes. When he saw that crew, I was like, well, they're gonna, he's going to get these kids to work for him. And sure enough. That's happening. Um, like I said, all, putting everything in place. Now let's let's sit. Let's start having shit happen. You know, I'm sick. Of, I'm done with the flashbacks. You know, we're like let's. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm I'm starting to get sick of the flashbacks, and uh, I just want him to just basically become the Don, the Dymo, or whatever he's called. You know, so that's where I'm at. Cool. All right, moving on past that. Now we're going to talk about the second DC show that came out this week uh eli did you get a chance to talk about it i mean uh to watch it i did watch it yeah you did okay cool all right so we're going to talk about naomi and yes it even though it's on the cw it's actually a dc show oh, let me get that out of there cool all right it's so naomi, yes it's a not naomi like we thought <laughs> i i guess i don't know I, I was barely paying attention to what they were saying on the show oh <laughs> uh, but i'm gonna just give you a quick uh, and if i screw the name up it doesn't really matter um just give you a quick uh review uh quick up to speed on who Naomi is and where she came from and why she is a thing and why I decided to make it a show. Now, first off, this show is created. Uh, the showrunner is Ana Duvernay. Did I say that right, Eli? I know I screwed up a bunch of time and it got sure. called out for it a bunch of times, du but I'm a yeah, I, I, Duvernay. I won't say it. I won't say it so. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm going to say it. So if it's on me, if I screwed up, Ava Duvernay is the showrunner and she's got like a bunch of DC shows in the works. This is just one of them. Uh, and yes, like I said, the pro promotion of it was pretty much exactly how it was in the comics now the comic character and she, she's not like a, a character been around for like 30 years nobody knew about like that no nah, she's been around like what two like that like a couple years yeah uh, this podcast been longer than her <laughs> so <laughs> that should tell you something oh <laughs> uh, and yes and her creator of course a creator of pretty much all black characters nowadays is brian michael bendis <laughs> so. david f walker have and like david f walker i want to give david okay so david <laughs> don't know who david f walker is david f walker is uh he's done like a bunch of stuff already he's done like luke cage he's done cyborg uh solo comic he's done bitter root bitter you know root. what bitter root is don't worry you will know what bitter root is you know it's dope read it it's, he it was is. all we almost got him on the show he remember i i messaged him and he said this is early in the lockdown and the pandemic he said he was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, schedule something," and then he never got back to us. He must have so... watched the show and be like, "Fuck this, <laughs> <laughs> fuck those guys." <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and the artist, and the artist, uh, Jamal Campbell. So, so there is a a black creative team behind Naomi. Even though you know Brian Michael Bendis is kind of like the face of creative when you just paid went... for it. <laughs> he's probably the one we're getting paid with but <laughs> all of their names are in the credits you know as yeah. far as like uh consulting and stuff like that uh, uh easter egg naomi is naomi mcduffie that's her name in the comics which is an easter egg and a nod to Dwayne. nope 
Dwayne McDuffie. Yeah. <laughs> now I can go a whole list of the people that, that he made. Like, like I said, pretty much all the milestone people. That's Static a whole other podcast. Yeah. That's a whole another podcast we can devote to uh Dwayne McDuffie. And not just like that Deflock. <laughs> he made Deflock, you know, uh damage control, but we're not gonna, but he also did like a bunch of like classic DC stories. Just classic one. Uh matter of fact, he has got fired off Justice League because he put too, had too many black superheroes on the team at one time. So yeah, like fixing the fuck is that you know got rid of oh <laughs> uh, but yeah like i said we keep going down the line oh uh, and trying to think what do i got here yeah so there's a bunch of naomi that the thing i like about the main episode the first episode of podcast all we got just one episode is that it is it sticks very close to the comic like it yeah. was beast it was beast that i was fine like okay this happened okay this happened like the end of the story uh when the guy with the wings people that saw the show didn't know what the hell was going on that guy's a thanagarian like a hawk person like hawk girl stuff like that yeah. he, he's that person right there and just like opening scene the only thing that really very varied from the the pilot show was that they said superman was fighting a blue alien but in the comics he was fighting mongol that's pretty much it they yeah. still be shot of each other and that's it uh and apparently naomi is bisexual on the show like all of her friends want to screw her so okay she wasn't in the comics. I don't remember. Not that I, I read, know. I, I didn't read. I only read a few of the issues, so I didn't see it. No, in the comics she wasn't. They didn't hint at it in the comics, but it's it's whatever. But in the, in the show they definitely uh, hint at it. You know, well, it's um, the CW. Everybody's gay on those shows. So. It's the CW. Yeah, that's pretty much how it works. But uh, like I said, as far as the show, like I said, hit the beat. If you read the comics, you kind of get a feel of where it's going. I do think it's going to vary. I do think it's going to vary from what the comics are doing right now. Uh, Zombadu, the big bad of the of the comic, is here, but in that he was trapped in Naomi's home world, but now he's like a regular dude here. So I'm pretty sure he's part of this uh, conspiracy and stuff like that. Honestly, what I think this show is, I feel like Bendis just sold them Smallville. I think it's what they did. I think it's just Black Smallville. It seems like that's all that her purpose was was to get her a show and. Um, cause I mean, when, she, that, that comic is what only four or five, it was in a limited series, right? Yeah. It was six issues, six issues. Yeah. That was it. And, and then, then they dropped really it. seen her yet. I mean, no, I no, haven't she, she's been, it. she's been in just league. That's okay. the thing. She didn't, she didn't go to young justice. She didn't go to teen Titans. She went straight to justice league. Just skipped everybody ahead of the line. Just went there, <laughs> you know, but Bendis was writing a book also. So it's kind of, you kind of expected that. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. So I feel like because the thing is that they fast track Naomi so fast, we don't know anything about it. like even if you read the comics, you don't know anything about it. You don't know what planet she's from. You don't even know her powers. Like I know she can fly and she can shoot beams, I think. Batman was like doing analysis on it, but he didn't finish the analysis because they got attacked by I don't know, Despero or some bullshit. I don't know who the fuck they got attacked by. But the point is he didn't finish it to tell everybody in just league what her powers is. So the only person who knows her powers is Batman. That's it. We don't know. So I'm hoping the show, but the thing is, like I said, I'm hoping the show takes off. I'm, I'm rooting for the show to take off. Like I said, it's a, a black female superhero and it's not a, a race change or a swap change or anything like that. You don't got people complaining about, I'm tired of you taking my characters. You know, it's not that situation. This is a brand new character, you know. Um, oh, and people don't know that Brian Michael Bendis also created uh, who? Miles Morales and Riri. Okay, Riri. you know Miles. You may not know Riri. You will. <laughs> oh, and like I said, he was a part of just. She was part of Just League. So, well, she's still a part of Just League until they fire Bendis on there. Also, so yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, that's the thing with Naomi. The show has my attention. It is very CW. Like I said, if you're if you're used to the CW vibe and CW shows, it is CW. Don't think it breaks the trend or anything like that. Nope, it's it's CW. You know, like yeah. I said, it gave me a very Smallville vibe. Like I said, the first season of Smallville basically was the whole town is a mystery and Clark has to uncover, which is the same thing as this. The town is a mystery. Naomi has to uncover, you know, and her parents are superheroes or some shit. And basically everybody yeah. in town has superpowers. Yeah. No, she was yeah, amazing. Yeah, Justice. Holy, and... That's been like three years ago. <laughs> and nobody knows what her powers are. That's just Still vague as hell. Yeah, I like I didn't even read the whole six issues. I read where her dad took her to the cave or something, and he was and like he was that, an alien. Yeah, yeah, he was like in the Adam Strange outfit or something, like some astronaut outfit or some shit. And I that's where I because I was thinking she was Kryptonian because of the whole Superman shit, but she's not. Well, she she thought she was, but she's yeah. not. But they, we don't know what we we know that she's not Kryptonian. They keep showing the planet she's from, but they, there's no name for the planet she's from yet. So she's just a thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Go ahead. Here's my thing. Okay. So like I said, we got Brian Michael Bendis, uh, David F. Walker, and Jamal Campbell on this. So if this show takes off, I'm giving credit to David F. Walker and Jamal Campbell. If this show gets canceled and it sucks, I'm blaming <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis. <laughs> Is it fair? I don't care. <laughs> That's how I'm treating this show. <laughs> well, I'll probably give it one more just to see because it, it is very fluffy. It's very cute and fluffy, and I'm already watching Riverdale, and that kind of takes up my fluff, you know. So I can only stand so much foofy, fluffy shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, I'll see how the next episode goes. But yeah, yeah, it was very, it, yeah, it is a very CWE, you know, young young adult, you know, show. And, and like I said, when we both read the comic, whenever the comic version came out, we we both said at the same time, "This is a TV show. This is a yeah. TV show pilot we're reading right here." Like, and we, I didn't we even know finish, what DC's doing. And I didn't even finish that. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Thanks. Say somebody else. Yes, I love Riverdale too. It's my guilty pleasure. I don't care. I, you don't love it for the same reasons he loves it. <laughs> oh, I get into the drama. I get into the drama too. Really, you get into the drama? Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was all about that time jump and shit. I read the comics, man. I read Riverdale comics. The horror ones. I read the horror books. But yeah, I, that's... Okay, did you ever read Archie versus the Punisher? I did. You did? Okay. You can't even... If you, if you had that book, if you had that book, you'd probably be rich right now. I don't have it. I read the digital copy. But, you know, I read that. I read the Predator versus Archie. Or... <laughs> like, all this, we're not making this up. This already yeah. happened. This... Yeah, Predator. There's a Predator and, and Archie book, comic book, so. <laughs> okay, we can move on past that. So, uh, yeah, so let me just move to the video game section. Eli, I canceled the other thing we were going to talk about. I don't want to talk about it. It's stupid. Okay. But we're going to talk about this. Uh, God of War has came to PC. Yes, the game came out in, what, 2018? I don't know when it came out. But it finally hit PC. The master race. And that's all that matters. You know, uh, we will have to chat about it later. Uh, who, me or Eli? Well, yeah. Do you watch Riverdale? <laughs> Better watch some Riverdale. You want to chat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what are we talking about? Oh, yeah. God of War. Okay, so it finally hit PC. It finally hit the master race. And, yes, everybody's getting uh, PlayStation all this credit for finally putting their games on PlayStation, stuff like that. Why do you give them PC credit for, this, for something that should be the bare minimum? This is stuff that Xbox has been doing since last gen, you know. But now because 
PlayStation is doing it, treating like this is new thing. Oh, the cool kids are doing it, so it's okay now. No, this is some shit they should have been doing. Maybe not day one, but I mean, damn, they can... Riverdale. Riverdale. Cool. <laughs> so that's my <laughs> only thing. That, that's 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 my only rant I had about that. I just want to talk about that. So yeah, but I am gonna get it. I am gonna get it. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna stream it. Uh, probably when I get through with Guardians of the Galaxy. Eli, that game is long as hell. You still haven't beaten that shit yet? That game is long as hell, man. I'm like playing, playing it. I'm like for like a year, man. What the? <laughs> well, not quite a year, but I've been my. I've, I thought I would have beaten it by now. I was like, I, I can take my time. I can pace myself. I Google to see how where I'm at in the game. I'm halfway there. I'm like, what the fuck, man? So, oh, there shout you out go. to the, shout out to everybody watching. I'm thinking like getting a thousand views a stream. So yeah, I'll, I'll keep streaming until while people like it. Uh, Adam Warlock is in the game. I didn't know. Gabe, if you're listening, Adam Warlock is in the game. You can't play him, but he's there. So, oh. yeah. You had to fight uh, him? In a cutscene. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, so. Like, who All are right. you using to kill him? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Drax tries to a little bit, but, I mean, it's Adam Warlock. It's on so much. Like, Drax the only one that can even, like, kind of fool with him. You know, everybody else, he do kind you, of, like, slaps do you, around. Does, like, Star-Lord have his, like, ego power or whatever? <laughs> no, 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 because this is the... Okay, so this is based on the comic the more comic, than the movie. Not, not the movie. Not the movie. So he's a Spartaxian, not an egoian or whatever. So I, I was gonna I was gonna tell you, Gabe. I was gonna tell you. <laughs> I had to get a chance to. <laughs> uh, I'll post a screenshot later on. Uh, but yeah. Uh, that being said, can we move on to the next part of the podcast? Sure. Okay. Like I said, this is Comic Book Bullies where we talk about comic books. And we're gonna do it because Eli, you have like a ass load of books you're gonna do, and I'm just gonna just gonna squeeze four. in working. That's it. I thought you had more. I only got I four. Oh. What am I sharing? Am I sharing something? Are you? Okay. Well, I'm stopping sharing it. Whatever it was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like later on in the game, Gabe. So and you, and you don't play as him. He's just there. You, he's kind of like you see him, but yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I'll start out with the. Uh... Marvel Indigenous Voices Heritage. So, um, you know, you know, Marvel, they like to like uh, pat themselves on the back for being diverse and shit. And pander. Uh, you know, and, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, and um, so uh, there was, it's their yearly tribute to Native Americans in comic books. So uh, this is another um, kind of compilation anthology short stories featuring Native American heroes in the Marvel Universe, written by various Native American writers and artists. Um, yeah, there's a story with, you know, the, all the Native X-Men, we have Danny Moonstar, Warpath, Forge. Um, they fight a big giant robot. Um, there's a story with the Snowbird, that newest uh, character from, uh, she was on the Champions. She's from Alaska and she can, I think Snowbird she got- Snowbird isn't new. I thought she was from Alpha Flight. No, no, she's like from like maybe like about five years ago. Her she made oh, her I thought debut. She's like in the 70s or 80s or something. Okay, I might be thinking about somebody different. Yeah, you might be thinking of somebody else. Because like Alpha Flight had somebody called it was it was a chick, right? It's a girl, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Snow Snowflake. I mean Snowflake. <laughs> no, no, no. She made her debut like in Champions, like Jim Zub or whoever was writing it. Um this I'm gonna look it up because Unless there's a new snowbird, but that was a snowbird on Alpha Flight like back in the eighties. But yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but this one, it's she, yeah, she's uh, 
uh, yeah. Anyway, there's a story with her where she's in Alaska. Um, they have a they have um, an excerpt from the United States of Captain America with that native Captain America guy. Um, oh, so he does show up again. Okay. Yeah, but it's just from that comic. It's just his that one where he's on the construction. Um, oh, so you don't even bother redrawing him again? No, no. He, it's not a new story. It's just the same story that was in the that same book. story that we read. That we read, and they just reposted. <laughs> What the? That's the laziest shit. <laughs> like that's not even bare minimal. They just reposted shit. They yeah, they just reposted, done. reposted it. It was kind of yeah, kind of disappointing. Um, there's a story with that river guy who's in that Phoenix, um, the Echo book, where she's got the mm -hmm. Phoenix Force, the guy who can like look back into your timeline and your family uh, ancestor timeline, and um, it's got him like his origin as a child, as as he's a kid, but. My favorite story in this was the American Eagle story. Um, it takes place like in 2070 something. So it's like in the future. It's old man, American Eagle. Um, uh, American Eagle is a obscure, more obscure native hero. If you go to the Geek Savs page, yes, I used to do a podcast called Geek Savs where it was just a, me and a, my native buddies talking about comic books and shit. If you go on Facebook, Geek Savs, our header, our banner picture is a picture of American Eagle punching Venom. I think it's from the Thunderbolt series. So yeah. Um, so this is a, yeah, it's an old, he's older and he's like retired from the Avengers. And it's just about him. It's about like superheroes retiring and being useless. He's kind of useless now. He even talks about how Warpath and Danny Moonstar are more popular than him. Um, he's going to cons and he's not bringing in the numbers. Um, <laughs> like no, nobody gives a shit about him. <laughs> um, and then except one fan, this little kid comes and gets his autograph and then he tries to cash his check. And then a bunch of bank robbers come in and he basically foils the bank robbers. Um, and uh, basically in the end, it's like, yeah, I might be old, but I'm, you know, I'm not extinct yet. So it's, it's more of a, you know, the whole, um, it tackles the theme of, you know, native invisibility, you know, how native heroes are barely existent, you know, no ghostwriter, sorcerer, supreme. no, nope. Those characters, no red wolf. Not that I give a shit about red wow. wolf anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sorcerer. No, not her. That native uh, werewolf by night ain't in here. This was kind of a, wait, kind of he's on the cover of the book. Yeah. All these native heroes. There's like four stories in it. <laughs> I don't Are you know serious? Why. Yeah. Like he's on the cover of the book and he's not in the book. Yeah, there's like okay. four stories, four or five stories. One of them is a reprint. You know. Uh what up? Bomb Rick. Z, Z, Z. I don't know. How to, I won't fuck up your name by trying to pronounce it, but what up? There Thanks is no Dana. It's only Zool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean it, it was it was cool. It was like a statement on, you know, him native heroes bear. Yes. Yes, he did in the in the Thunderbolts. Yeah, American Eagle. Yeah, well, like damn, I said, I go to Thunderbolts, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you like go to the Geek Sass page. You'll see him whipping Venom's ass. Um, but yeah, this story is just about <laughs> you know pointing out native invisibility, how natives barely get any <laughs> attention, even in comic books, and um, you know, there's other popular heroes. Yeah, he's at the con. Everybody wants to see all the other heroes. No one's coming up to his table. You know, 
and, and yeah, and but just in the end, I'm still here. We're still here. We're still exist. We're not extinct. And uh, that was pretty cool. I really, I really like. That's what made this whole book worth it for me. <laughs> um, so for that, I'll give it a four out of five. But yeah, it was like really short, ten pagers, with barely any. Yeah, it's only like forty pages. You know, about four stories. One so of no taboo from Black Eyed Peas writing in the story. No, or? no. Huh. Yeah, maybe okay. those. Maybe well, she was supposed to get her own book, um, the the Sorcerer Supreme. She got like a one shot, so maybe maybe they're gonna do something with them. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Echo's got her own book now. They did that one shot with the Sorcerer Supreme. Um, I don't know about that Werewolf by Night book if, if that's coming back. Um, but yeah, but so like you said, they, they, it's the rule too. They can only do so many so <laughs> I, I stole it from Dwayne McDuffie but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so four so, out of five check it out you know at least for the American Eagle story cool cool I guess I'm next all right so the book I'm going to do and I don't know if you read this one or not Eli it's uh Dark Ages number four no I didn't get that is this the Tom Taylor yeah Tom Taylor yeah. it's supposed to be his time. last it's supposed to be his last Marvel thing because after this he signed some exclusive with DC yeah. So, I only so read the gonna... first issue. So, the first issue. Okay. So we're trying to see where are we at. Nope, not there. Yes, right there. Aha. Okay. So yeah, honestly, all I think all I read was the first issue also. So I'm kind of lost, but I'm gonna just <laughs> go with it anyway. Because <laughs> I was like, screw it. We just just jump into it. Because you know what, Stanley always said, everybody's first comic should be some. Uh, you know, uh, everybody's comic might be the first one. So your book should just be able to just jump into it. You know what the hell is going on. So if you don't. Got a bad comic. So anyway, the book starts off with if you see the cover, you see like X23 fighting Fing Fang Foom uh being written by Ant-Man. So yeah, we'll just start there. Okay. Um, and as we're going on, so what we got is let me just go forward with that. We got Nightcrawler, uh, is a pirate. He's a pirate because you know, since everybody had to keep up with the book, it's like an elseworld story where all the what well, the entire earth has electricity been knocked out. And everything runs on steam engine now. So now they got pirate ships, stuff like that. So he's fighting multiple man and something happens and Storm gets there and she like drags the uh ship all the way to Wakanda. Oh, it's that one. I was thinking it was the uh something else. But yeah, I, I do remember. I do remember this now, yeah. Okay. I, didn't read like this, this. I thought it was another story. I thought I was thinking of another book, sorry. <laughs> no, okay. So they brought him to they brought him to uh Wakanda. And basically, T'Challa, you know, is greeted by him, and you know, he hugs Storm. So they're married in this universe. They're not married in the regular universe, but they're married here, you know. Uh, and then they bring all the people back, you know, and they their daughter comes out. I kept trying to remember her daughter's the daughter's name, Nick Nika Nika Sanzanan. What, what what the hell, man? Keep it short. Keep it short. I don't and know what I can't spell it. Sazana? I can't, I don't know what the hell. Zana, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, come on, Tom Taylor, you can do better than that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, they're, they're basically talking about how they, you know, I'm tired, I'm king, you know, we all exhausted. And that's when Pepper Pot shows up in Iron Man's outfit because Iron Man has been kidnapped by Apocalypse. Yeah, he's been kidnapped by Apocalypse. She shows up with a bunch of Avengers. Weren't they fantastic. fighting vampires in this story? Oh, yeah, Blade Cause... killed them all. Yeah, You're welcome. Okay. Yeah. See, that's, I, yeah, on. that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah they, they're past the story so yeah now that <laughs> so 
so what they've done is that they decided to leave their kid with uh io and she was like well where's okoye and all the child says is that i'll tell you later that's i don't know what that means but if they explain it whatever so now they're on the helicarrier but the helicarrier doesn't fly so it's just like a, a boat now and they got nick fury admiral nick fury so what they're doing they all got the avengers together and the x-men and blah 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 and they're gonna go rescue uh tony stark oh and and dr doom is on the boat also so is it, like, is it like is it like a zeppelin like a goodyear blimp type of thing Kinda. that's basically what it is but it's you know but in in the water no 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 it, it's it's in the water it's going on sea so oh, it doesn't fly. okay okay yeah it doesn't fly uh and basically everybody's saying goodbye to you know everybody and you know peter is saying you know where's may you know where's their daughter and mary jane's just like uh she didn't want to see you go because she's too upset you know she didn't want to come back you know whatever so storm uses her storm powers to sail the boat you know sail the helicarrier so like okay that's pretty cool oh devil dinosaurs on the boat too yeah i saw yeah uh <laughs> and <laughs> so basically they just looking off and it's storming and stuff like that and storm basically gets exhausted so they're like 10 miles outside of of portugal and she's like Look, i need rest i need i need to take a break this is this is too much um uh, so she takes a break and but they said that when they take a break that's like the worst time to take a break so but dr doom was on the boat basically just saying like look we don't need to turn this to a rescue mission what we need to do is go there kill apocalypse and take over europe and and you know x one three just like oh and who's going to take over you like nah if i want to take over i take a wakanda it's nicer you know <laughs> you know why, why don't you trust me you look like that but anyway they hear a loud, loud scream and peter recognizes the scream so he walks outside and who is it it's may may and daniel cage you know luke cage and jessica jones daughter also so and she's like daddy reason i didn't uh i snuck on the boat and didn't tell you i was here but now my head's hurting and then people oh shit, my head's hurting too so you know what that means bullshit's about to happen so uh they get attacked oh well oh yeah this happens <laughs> nick fury gets impaled by a harpoon and he gets snatched off the boat and it turns out it's a bunch of pirate ghost riders are attacking them and they have staked, okay. yeah, they have staked Nick Fury to their boat. And they're about to attack the boat. And while they're doing that, they're like, if they get too close to the boat, the boat's going to burn and we're all going to sink. We won't be able to make it there. So Laura and Gabby, you know, both Wolverine's kids, and basically tell Colossus, give us a double fastball special. And he throws both of them over to the boat, you know. Uh, and they just go slashing ghost riders and shit while they get attacked, stuff like that. Um, and while the but the boat's still coming, they're not doing enough to stop the boat. So before the boat get there, and they just got like Gatling guns and shit shooting everybody. Uh, and that's when, oh yeah, Nick and uh, Nightcrawler teleports over there to go get Nick Fury. And that's so when they're on like a, they're on like a flaming boat. The Ghost, Ghost Riders, Riders, yeah, the Ghost Riders on like a flaming ship, like a like a Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> the yeah. Black Pearl thing, yeah, like that, you know. And then that's when Fing Fang Foom pops out of any, nowhere. You know, but while May is scared, Peter's just like, oh, don't worry about it. Uh, he's on our side. How you know? Because Ant-Man's riding him. <laughs> so he there, so Fing Fang Foom and Ant-Man are like the the guardians of Europe. They make sure that nobody, if you get too close to Europe, like no unwanted people can go without their permission. So they just so Fing Fang Foom sets fire to the ghost rider ship and then stomps on it. You know, so they're done. They're out of there. Um thing frozen up oh uh, but yeah that's going on right now it's i don't know this thing been acted up anyway to get to the end of the ship nick fury's dead and they're all sad but they make it to europe 
next issue as we're going on from that. So yeah, like I said, I didn't know what the hell was going on at the beginning of this, but towards where we at now, no Atlanteans. They mentioned the Atlanteans, but they don't show up. So I don't know what's going on with the Atlanta, but they just like we that need to be Dick careful. Namor not just chilling and shit, not giving a fuck. I mean, they they mentioned him, but that's that's about it. They didn't really say too much about him after that. But yeah. So honestly, it, are they even affected being down there? I don't know. I'm thinking too much about this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that <laughs> way too much into this. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Namor can do whatever he wants to down there, but they just let him pass. But yeah, that's the thing. But I thought this this book is picking up. I guess I missed out a bunch of shit, but it's what it was an interesting is read. This is four, four or six okay yeah so, so uh, they're basically headed to go rescue tony stark and or overthrow uh apocalypse from europe so who knows uh yeah i'm gonna say four to five it was four to five for me it was a fun read even though i didn't know what the hell was going on but i, I knew that <laughs> i knew enough to get me through the story <laughs> cool so cool. all right so uh what, what you got next i guess i'll do star wars high republic um the eye of the storm number one Okay. So this is the origin of Markian, Markian, Markian. I don't know how to pronounce it. So Markian. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm making up some shit. I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't want to go like Martian because that sounds like Martian, or maybe it is Martian. Yeah. I don't know. But Mar- My Markian, favorite Martian, Ro, but yeah, he's kind of like the Darth Vader of the High Republic series. He's the leader of the Nile. The Nile are those like space pirates that are going around fucking shit up. Um, they have the ability to jump in and out of light speed um, and sort of just uh, cause havoc and then jump right out. So they can like jump in hyperspace, rob some shit, and then, or just like show up and like, um, uh, like when they're fighting in space, like, you know what I mean? Kind of like that mm-hmm. gate jumping in Guardians of the Galaxy when they go through all those gates. Oh, and they get all they messed can, up and stuff. Yeah, yeah they, kind of, they can do that. Um, and the reason why they can do that is they have this, what's her name? Marlo? Is it Marlo or Mara? Santeca. She's an old lady and she's got some force powers, but they keep her in like this chamber and hooked up to the ship's navigation systems. And she can see the different pathways. The path, They call them the paths through space. So they can plot their, you know, route their their hyperspace uh you know routes and then jump in and out and they they use her and she's like really old decrepit and then you know they don't know how long she's got to live but they keep her secret the only markion row knows about her um and that's basically that's kind of the plot of this new high republic series the jedi are fighting these space pirates um and uh this book though is Markion's origin story. So we're seeing him grow up. We're seeing his old, his his uh, home planet and how his people, their this their planet they lived on was basically a storm planet. It was all just constant thunderstorms and you know lightning striking everywhere. So all their cities were like floating cities, kind of like Cloud City, like Bespin. All their mm-hmm. cities were floating, and they had the ability to move because like the storms had come through. Um, eventually. You know, the storms destroyed their cities and they had to leave the planet and became like nomads throughout the galaxy. And that's when they started sort of becoming pirates or Vikings and just sort of pillaging their way through the galaxy, robbing and stealing. And um, yeah, just became marauders. And that's when they started being able to do this like light speed jumping where they can just jump in and out of light speed. And um, 
and uh, it's it's just um, his uh, his um, his origin story. It shows him as a kid growing up, how his dad became the leader of the Nile, how they started the Nile. Um, I'm wondering if did he kill his dad? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. His dad ends up dying. I don't know if it's like if or if they're going to reveal that later that he actually killed his dad. But the last panel shows like okay, his dad is dead, and the rest of the pirates are like okay, you're the leader now. Like, do you have your dad was a smart guy? He had vision. Do you have vision? And he's like, oh yeah, I got a vision. And then the last panel is him thinking of just a bunch of dead Jedi. <laughs> so it's just a big pile of Jedi, dead Jedi bodies. And that's like the last panel. Like, oh yeah, I have a vision. <laughs> and that's where it ends. And I like this. I thought it was really cool. Um, I'm into the High Republic. I've read I I've read the one Light of the Jedi novel. I've been reading the High Republic comics. And I thought this was cool. This is basically, like I said, the Darth Vader of the Nile. Uh, and it's his origin. And I enjoyed it. So this is a four out of five. I was surprisingly into this. So I just got this out of the, like, I'll check it out. And I'm like, wow, this was, might be my book of the week. So. <laughs> oh, wow. That's high praise. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> All right. So next book I'm going to do is uh, Daredevil Woman Without Fear. Oh, that, okay. I almost yeah. got this, but I did not. <laughs> okay I, it was a I'll let you know. I was like yeah I, it was no, it, was, it, was like, it wasn't like week so I'm gonna let you know whether or not it was worth your time or not but yeah so basically people don't know what's going on uh Electra is a new Daredevil even though Daredevil is still Daredevil but they're like two Daredevils running around so whatever she's still Daredevil um and it's actually like a continuation of Dark Reigns like right out of the Dark Reigns story that's going on right now where she was about to go kill Kingpin and right before she does it Kingpin tells her uh your secret's about to get out and she's like oh he knows and then she runs off and yeah that's what happens so the book starts off with her going to daredevil's place you know matt murdoch's place and she was like well what are you doing here we're supposed to go meet up at the old adventures mansion with the other heroes and she was like and she's thinking to herself i not only i need to see matt i just need him you know and see she went to go talk to fisk and they were talking anyway blah 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 they have sex so how to get started it doesn't matter it's like a cinemax movie yeah it's 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 daredevil so what you expect you know (laughs) so hot and steamy all the stuff like that and she has started having flashback i guess it's so good she's having flashbacks you know (laughs) oh and she she's looking at stick she remembers like stick you know her mentor her trainer that trained both of them beating her ass and he's just talking shit to her the whole time like you suck you you, i'm gonna send you back to your daddy because you don't know what you're doing you you and she like when she was training 12 years old she was training you know um and that's what's going on with that. But anyway, th- I guess we're back in present day. And she's back at Columbia University where her and Matt went to school. But she dropped out when the dad died. She decided to come a ninja assassin or whatever. Go read Frank Miller's run. It's all there. And she meets some dude named Goldie, I guess. They meet. Don't care. He's boring as shit. Let's get to the point. Uh, while she look at the window, she sees this, this kid or something like that. Anyway, she looks outside. She's saying, she's like, oh, no, it's not you. So she pays a check, leaves. Like they want to go get coffee. She goes out of the room, puts on her. Oh, and this is the this is the panel that's gonna piss everybody off right here. Things have changed. You know, you just expect people to get pissed off about that. I'm waiting for the comments to jump on that. 
double oh, D. Exactly. <laughs> That's all I saw. <laughs> it's supposed to be political, Eli. <laughs> double D. Uh, all right. So we cut we cut another flashback and we got uh Electra training again, and that same chick that she saw outside is there waiting for, her, and she just like you know, uh, stick didn't tra train you to do anything. Stick didn't taught you anything. You still suck. You're supposed to be way better than this. So they fight. She's like, I don't know who you are. She just beat the shit out of her. She poisons her and knocks out, paralyzes her. Oh, she said it was a pressure point. Look, stick didn't teach you anything. Come with me. I'll teach you everything you need to know. And matter of fact, I got this wonderful organization that will welcome you called The Hand. You know. Again? <laughs> you know. Uh, so anyway, but the main thing is, I think the thing that she didn't want Matt to know is that the hand sent her to recruit Matt to the hand. Oh, that was that a flashback or? Yeah, no. that's the thing. This is kind of confusing. So what we just saw wasn't a flash. What we saw was a flashback. When she got attacked by old girl, that was a flashback. Okay. She was recruiting her to the hand. But now we're in present time where she's chasing after the girl that trained her. And I don't know if that's her car. She just steals a car and anyway, she jumps into it. We cut back to another flashback. It's just flashbacks, this this back and forth. Um, and yeah, and basically, I guess they, yeah, she sees the girl again. She goes after her. Anyway, I'm just cutting the end. I don't care. Uh, main thing is, it's just bullshit, but the main thing is, oh, and well, the main thing is she gives her the sign. Now, anybody who knows Raphael from Ninja Turtles, that's where it came from because those guys were huge Daredevil fan, uh, comic fans. So that's a nice little thing. Uh, but she goes to the end, stabs a bunch of hand members because that was like her training and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but I'm trying to cut to the end. But this, oh, while she's going to the Avengers Mansion to meet up with the other Avengers, uh, she runs into a deer. She skids, but she skids off-road. She's like, I'm not that bad of a driver. Oh, uh, I... I skid away in time but the thing is her tire was punctured out oh. so who punctured out her her tire no it was not the chick the little girl it was stick nope <laughs> raven the hunter okay okay yeah <laughs> all right so <laughs> we're not mentioning this story he just shows up out of nowhere for no reason so okay yeah uh, I probably won't keep up with this book. I'm gonna get a 3.5 out of five. It was way too many flashbacks. I it was confusing what was new, what was old, what was in the mid. I don't know. Somebody, and plus, it's a oh, somebody really likes drawing cars though. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. The cars were like a, a throwback. Uh, uh, throw some, throw some D's, D's, on D's on it, I guess. <laughs> oh, she's talking uh, about double D's. <laughs> I lost a side. <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> damn! Damn! <laughs> that's, a, that's a damn shame y'all can quote that movie <laughs> line for line. Uh, but yeah, that, that's my thing. It was like too many flashbacks. Plus, it's a throwaway story. Like, it has nothing to do with the actual, you know, uh, Devil's Reign story we're talking about right now. So it's just like, eh, why am I reading this? So it's there. I read it. It's cool. But whatever. All right. Uh, what you got next? Uh still on marvel i guess i'll do king conan number two this is uh jason aaron back on the conan book the king conan book so conan um was king of aquilonia but then he decided to leave the throne and um travel across the land um he ended up on this island where all these zombies attacked and then he met uh fafaman his rival wizard they got uh started uh 
fighting the zombies together, kind of like a team up. And then we kind of get into a flashback of uh, like uh, Conan's life, uh, being a king, how he's kind of bored mm-hmm. being a king. He, you know, it's, it's Conan. He likes to fucking fight. That's all he likes to do. And being a king was boring. Um, and then he was raising his son. Um, at one point, you know, his son, you know, um, he ends up like sort of banishing his son. He's like, you got to go. You leave Aquilona. He escorts his son to the border and says, now you leave and don't come back until you've gone to every land, every nation on this, on, you know, in um, Cimeria or whatever. And um, he's like, you know, cause you, 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 you've been a spoiled brat. No son of mine's going to be a spoiled brat. So he kind of makes his son leave. Um, and I'm wondering if that's, I, I think that's the reason why he left, um, Conan left his throne is I wonder if he's searching for his son. Um, so yeah, I wonder if that's why. So that's about it. It's just, you know, Conan being bored of being a king, you know, because there's not enough, uh, you know, blood and, you know, pillaging. So kind of like Homer's cool. Home the Odyssey. You yeah, know, he you know, went 10 years and then when he finally got home, like this shit boring, then he went back out again. So. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of what it is. Um, so yeah, it's cool. It's Conan, four out of five, you know. Cool. Uh, I guess it's on me next. Okay, like I said, I said I was gonna do a throwback book. I'm gonna do a throwback book. Hold on, let me see what we got here. Uh did y'all read this much seven minutes? Oh, I dropped that book yeah, a long I, time ago. I don't even know why it's still going. <laughs> yeah. I haven't read Savage Avengers in a while. <laughs> and when it first I'm, started I'm, out, it was a lot of fun. I read like the it was first... a lot of fun, but just like it was like a novelty thing. It is like, yeah. but it kept going. It's just like, okay, yeah. we get it. You know? I think I read to like twelve. I mean, I did read it for a while. It was it's been like a, like an issue thirty now. Like yeah, it's, it's going. Kang is scared of Conan. That is funny. No, I yeah, like, I love yeah Conan like Doctor Strange joined the team. Yeah. Like became it was like. He yeah. had sex with Electra. I'm like, what the hell's going on in this book, man? Yeah, that part where he he grabbed like uh, Wolverine's all drunk and passed out, and Conan picks <laughs> up Wolverine and starts swinging him. <laughs> that was classic. That was classic. I love it. <laughs> like, come on, Logan of Paps or whatever, pa- pa- Logan of Paps oh. Blue Ribbon or something. <laughs> it was just just slicing people up just by waving around. I like, okay, that, that that's pretty that's pretty good. That's pretty good there. Yeah. Uh, Gabe uh-oh. says it's good still. Shit. Well, who knows? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I don't know about that. I just can't. Yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah, it was it was like a novelty, and it kind of wore off for me for after a while. But but um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, for just being stupid fun, it was it was just stupid fun. <laughs> it was, but I, I don't know. Maybe I don't think it's a book they should have kept going. But I guess people are reading it, so I guess why not i don't know one of these days when it when it finally wraps up i'll read the whole thing and kind of go from there but yeah all right so like i said i said i was going to do a retro book i'm going to do a retro book we said we're going to talk to peacemaker one number one uh eli even though i talked about this book last week did you chance to read it i did not get a chance though <laughs> lucky you <laughs> that's the thing the book suck like peacemaker has always sucked as a comic book character that's why it's kind of weird why they're making a tv show about him but I thought I'd figure I'd, I'd go ahead and review a Peacemaker book anyway, just to kind of like give people an idea of what he is in the comics, you know, before you get into it. Even though nothing in this comic is taken, well, I won't say nothing. There are some things in the comic that are taken. I'll let you guess what they are. Uh, Him being racist? <laughs> one thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, hold on. Let me do this one thing. Do that. You can't see it on your end, but I can see it on my end. There we go. So, yeah, so the book we're doing is Peacemaker and One, but this is uh, Peacemaker from 1987. Uh, well, December 31st, 1987. So, you're going to see a lot of people say 1988, but we're going to say 1987 for right so now. So, that's like so peak, peak Punisher. Like, Punisher was like, this was like when he was really taking off. Oh, yeah. This is yeah. around this time, like in 88, every superhero killed. Like, it, it, wasn't, it yeah. was Punisher, but everybody did. This, like, you didn't kill. Like, what are you Fool doing? Fool killer and. Fool killer, wild and dog, and all those gu- those gun <laughs> all, heroes, <laughs> yeah, vigilante, all this yeah. like that. Yeah, so it was just a bunch of just super murdering superheroes around it because and it was the eight, it was the late eighties. This was post Watchmen, post uh, Killing Knight. Joke and Dark Knight. So yeah. yeah, so your heroes had to be edgier and more violent. Oh, you can't be, yeah. yeah, you can't be all Elastic Man and all this shit. No, 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 no. Give me some folks to kill, you know. Oh, uh, so yeah, that's what we got here. So basically what the story starts off with, uh, it starts off with the French Riviera. And you're going to notice that it, you got some women walking around new. You see that the letterboxing is very placed in the correct place. So you can't see exactly what's going on. But while they're getting there, and I'm going to just cut to this part because there's a lot of stuff going on in this book. Uh, they get attacked by terrorists. Yeah. Uh, the reason because there's a peace convention going on inside the French Riviera also. So these terrorists are here. Just kill all these guys. So they go there, the guys try to run, and it didn't matter because the terrorists end up killing everybody. So everybody dies. Yeah. So nobody gets saved. Uh, while the terrorists are trying to make it, yeah, they just die. Fuck them. <laughs> uh, keep in mind, Peacemaker has not made it here yet. When he finally gets there, the terrorists are finally like, okay, let's go ahead and get out of here. This, is in, the, this is in France? It's in France. Yeah, the French Riviera. Yeah, so it's wow. in France. Wow. Remember that? The shoot, was it the shootout where those, they started shooting up Paris or whatever? The, the Paris when, shootout? When, like what was that? Years ago? Okay, I thought you were talking about like what in the 80s. I thought we were just trying to be topical or yeah. No, I'm just saying uh, that happened like in real life. Like, but they did it, they did happen in, in yeah. France. Yeah, when they got shot up. Yeah, they got one on a mask. Soccer for, stadium yeah. and like the, the concert, and they were just running yeah. around shooting up at the place. Yeah. Yeah, so that happened here. So basically they can't get away because all their boats can be destroyed by a peacemaker. So he's like, okay, so they can't escape. Now you got a bunch of ground troops on the ground. I'll personally handle them. So and he's talking to the AI, his boat AI, I mean, his uh, helicopter AI, but his helicopter AI keeps saying snide shit back to him and they keep arguing back and forth. That'll come back in terms later on. So while he's just killing as many people as he can, he's like, I'm going to go down there and handle these people personally. And that's when you get the classic catchphrase. I'm peacemaker and I'll kill to keep the peace. It makes no sense, but that's what the book is. So he basically goes down and murders every single body down there. Yeah. Uh, he was like, today I might die. But no way he's saying someday I'll die, but not today. And you know, uh, yeah, he just and he's arguing with the the his helicopter AI while shooting people behind his back and stuff like that because he's like really good at killing. Uh, and that's it. He just after he kills everybody, he just leaves. Like, oh yeah, and his his helmet got this weird concussion blast thing. His helmet's got powers too. So yeah, so that's a that's a thing from the show, you know. So after he's killed everybody, he leaves. Uh, and he goes back home and he lives in. Guess what? Switzerland. <laughs> because he lives in Geneva, Switzerland, and he goes there, but he's still haunted because he got there too late to actually save everybody there at the peace convention. Uh, but it, you know, he got a chance to murder there. So he's got, you know, he's got a girlfriend, he's got butlers, he's got housekeepers, you know, all stuff like that. Everybody surround him in his house because you know he owns his he, he runs his dad, he owns his dad's business, you know. But there's a lot more going on here that we don't know about. 
So everybody here, you'll notice that like his housekeeper is there, and you'll see him just Nazi and shit. Yeah, he is. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing. So like on the show, (laughs) like on the show, like I said, there are some things that that and I'm and I'm actually shocked that the show kept that in there. Uh, but yeah, but he's talking to his his uh housekeeper, and it gets a little deeper than that because later on we see his girlfriend at uh having dinner with some uh pentagon diplomat you know politician and she's basically saying that how's the peacemaker project going he's like he's going fine but he's cracking under pressure he was like do you know everything that went on with project peacemaker how we got him to this point he was like yeah we're just running back in so they give you a whole spiel of the origin of peacemaker keep in mind this is the post-crisis origin of peacemaker so all this stuff has been you know erased from from dc's canon already but long story short his dad was a nazi like a real Nazi, like he, he ran in consecration camps, like shit like that, you know. Uh, matter of fact, his name isn't even Christopher Smith, it's Christopher Schmidt. His mom changed his name. But the thing was, basically like all Nazis did when he, when the war was over, he went into hiding. But apparently some news got out where it found out that they found out he was a Nazi. So he committed suicide around the time uh, Christopher was five years old, by the time Peacemaker was five years old. Peacemaker saw him get shot, fucked him up. So he went to Vietnam. So, I mean, Peacemaker went to Vietnam back before he was Peacemaker. He went there, but he had a little bit too much fun in Vietnam. So he just went there and just mowing down just innocent people, kids, children, didn't matter, just killed everybody. He was sentenced to life until he was, uh, oh shit, he did it again. Don't worry, I'll just talk about it. Uh, <laughs> until he went to Project, until he was recruited into Project Peacemaker, when he got recruited to Project Peacemaker, uh, that's when they let him in. But what they did is that they coded so some of his brain, basically half his brain is coded for peace. But at the same time, when they need him to, he can switch gears and he can become the killing machine that America needs him to be because they don't want him to lose his skills, but they want him to function inside of a uh, in regular society. You know, so that's the thing we're going on with Peacemaker right now. So kind of like anyway, soldier. It's like Winter Soldier. Kind of think about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's going on. So the thing is, everybody in his house works for the government. He doesn't know that. His girlfriend, housekeeper, butler, also like that work for the government. But they're feeding him intel to make him think it's his own idea. So like when his butler says, hey, the French River is going to attack. Maybe you should do something about it. He'll go do it. Even though it's really a government mandate that he doesn't even know. So... It's kind of, and I thought it was a cool idea. It's kind of like, what if Alfred really worked for the government and was telling Batman just shit that, you know, he don't know? Nobody's <laughs> fool, nobody's fool. Is that song, should I call it? Should I call that Cinderella song, Nobody's Fool, is going to be on the Peacemaker show? We betting a cheeseburger? Yeah, I'll eat a cheeseburger. <laughs> a, taco, a, hot, a, a chicken wing from Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat a cheeseburger with, with mayonnaise on it. Ooh, <laughs> well, that's a fear fact that Joe Rogan shit right there. Okay. <laughs> Oh, we were talking about. Okay, so back we were talking about. Okay, so that voice that he was hearing on the helicopter wasn't AI. It was his dad. It was his Nazi dad the whole time. His dad is haunting him the whole time, basically telling you ain't shit. Airwolf, but there that show Airwolf. Remember that shit? Which what was around this time? Yeah, but it yeah. didn't t- like Kit, like Kit from Knight Rider talk. But I don't think the helicopter talked on Airwolf, did it? Right, but the thing, so. but the helicopter doesn't really talk. He thinks it talks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's all in his head. So he think his dad is right there. His dad's like, you ain't shit. You're not strong enough. You're not strong enough. And basically he's having a nightmare about how he saw his dad. When he walked in on his dad, getting ready to kill himself. Because that news about that he was a Nazi came out. So he lost his job, lost his business, lost everything. You know, and he's like, I'm going to just end it. So blew his brains out in front of his own kid. 
but nobody knows he did it. I mean, nobody knows that uh, Peacemaker was there when he saw it. He didn't tell anybody. No. Uh, but anyway, they find out some uh, diplomats got kidnapped. He goes to action. And yeah, he's like, oh, and it, the funny thing is like the he sees on the news that people are getting attacked. And they're basically saying the terrorists are saying nobody come towards us. Otherwise, we're going to kill everybody. So what does he do? He goes there. <laughs> and so he just goes to attack everybody. He's just like, I'm going to go fight these guys. And boom, that's it. So, yeah, the end. Um, Yeah. It's a tough book to get through, Eli. Keep in mind, this is a four-issue series. And I was about to say, uh, that's like, they crammed a lot. It is old school where they This is a, a lot, lot of yeah. issues. And every issue was like that. Battlestar from Falcon and Winter Soldier. Garbage Heroes, very popular that day. Maybe not God's been reveling there. Oh, Battlestar's still unknown. Yeah, this show didn't help him. He was killed off, what, three episodes? Four? So, yeah. So, yeah, and that's the thing. So, I don't mind James Gunn doing whatever he wants to with this character because Peacemaker sucks. He sucked then, he sucks now. But <laughs> doing different things with him, that means you can do whatever you want to with the character, put your own spin on it. Why not? Make it a James Gunn event or whatever, you yeah. know. All the racist jokes, all the... Just let, him, and- just let them fly just just go <laughs> <laughs> now i've seen some people saying that they don't like the peacemaker show because it doesn't have any effect on the dceu who fucking cares <laughs> like, be, like people are so upset about you know continuity and canon they they why why, why does it matter all that matters is the show good is the show fun is the movie fun that's all that matter who cares what kind of effect it'll have just let that shit go yeah that's that's all i got all right what, what uh what, what you got next well, I'll, my last book I'll do is uh, Detective 1048, is it? I didn't read it, but I will say this. I love those covers. That was the cover. I thought it was a variant from last week. No, it's the cover of this week's. So it's the same. I was like, oh, it's the same same image I got from <laughs> last week. Um, yeah, so this is that um, The Tower uh, series that's going on, this 12-issue weekly um Shadows of the Bat, weekly. Uh, it's a weekly uh, event going on in DC or Detective Comics. Um, basically, the Bat family. Um, kind of, it's kind of like Assault on Arkham. They have to break into this new Arkham. It's Arkham Tower. They moved all the Arkham patients out of the asylum, and they're in this big fancy skyscraper downtown Gotham. Um, and of course, the, the the inmates went nuts, and you know taking everybody hostage. Now the Bat family have to infiltrate and get in. Um, last issue, the, the Dr. Ware, the guy who was like in charge of all the treatment, they threw him out the window. Um, so now we flash back. This is basically his origin story. We see him growing up. Um, as a child, his mom was like some, went on some psycho murderous rampage and killed a bunch of people. So she ended up becoming, you know, ended up in Arkham herself. So that basically inspired him to um, get into, uh, you know, treating the mentally, the criminally insane. Um, and then we flash back just before the, the, the Arkham riot where Batwoman is infiltrating and disguising herself as a doctor, getting a job at um, the Arkham Tower, um, gaining intel, and just getting a tour of the asylum. And she sees like, uh, you know, they, they let the inmates just run around. They're not locked up. These inmates just get to have free reign, you know, walking around, you know, freely in the, throughout the building. Um, Nightwing also infiltrates. 
Um, and yeah, that's basically what it is. It's just his, uh, that Dr. Ware's origin and how he became a doctor of the criminally insane and his mom was a psycho and the Bat family infiltrating. So we're leading up to the riot, I guess. Um, so far, it's okay. It's, it's, it's still got me. I'm still curious. Like I said, it's nothing new. We've seen Batman and his crew have to break into Arkham because the inmates are going nuts. This is basically that, only it's a tower now. And, it's, and Batman ain't in it, so it's just a Bat family. So I'll see, like I said, it's weekly. I'll see how long it, you know, I'll, I, like I said, I'm not committing. You know, see, take it step, take it slow. See, see how things work out. See how it goes. You know, and so it's three out of five. Yeah, and me. Yeah, me personally, I had to boycott Batman. No, <laughs> no, I had to boycott DC. I had to boycott DC. Oh, uh, just this week, I'm not boycotting them all about because every single book that came out with was Batman. That's right. Or had Batman, Batman in it. I'm just going to show you. Just uh, see, I actually got it pulled up. Okay. So I'm not going to blow it up. If you can see it, you can see it cool like that. We got Batgirls, Batman versus Rise of Ghoul, Batman, uh, Urban Legends, Detective Comics, Gotham. Okay, we got a Superman book, House of Bell. Okay, cool. I Am Batman, Just League, Batman's in it, Pennyworth, which is Batman's butler, Robin and Batman, Robin, still Batman, Batman versus Scooby-Doo, <laughs> Joker, oh, yeah. <laughs> And Titans United, which Nightwing rings that's so it's still a Batman book. So yeah, so that's all the Batman books. It's, it's all Batman. It's too much Batman. Meanwhile, they canceled Wonder Girl, which <laughs> I don't mind that because they're like four Wonder Women out there. Like, why there's so many Wonder Women? You got Nubia, you got Wonder Girl, you got her mom running around as the Just League, then you got Diana. Okay, that's too many Wonder Women. What so, but still, give us more anything. You know, don't just don't give us just Batman. Yeah, give us something. yeah. I'm I'm probably the only reason why this is the only Bat book I'm reading right now, because I, I I'm I don't know if I'm going to stay on that Joshua Williams one. I don't give a shit about Batman Incorporated. You know? I don't even know why they brought that back. That was a bad idea when Grant Morrison did it. Not even bring it. <laughs> <laughs> it was deep, man. You don't get it, man. It means stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna we're gonna do the thing. The thing. The thing. The thing. Oh, that thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you go first, or I go first. Okay. So for people who don't know what we're talking about, my boss sent us sent us gift. He brought us care packages. Yeah. So my boss, our longtime fan, he he's sends us yeah shit all the time. You know, knickknacks, whatever you want to call it. You know. Yeah. Uh, he, sent- he actually sent us about like two weeks ago. We just, I don't know. We, well, we mine gonna- actually. Yeah, we were gonna like open these on the the best of of the year show, and we forgot. Yeah. It was just so much stuff going on in that show. Then ne- next week after, I think we just completely forgot. Yeah, and then we so just my, so my yeah, this has been sitting here. I haven't unwrapped it, so we're gonna unwrap my boss's present. It's a present. It's gift wrap. Look at that! Wow, we got. like actually gift wrapped. Gift wrapped. Oh shit! Yeah, I see the gift wrap. Yeah. So as you see, you got yeah. Look at this. I could have put this under my Christmas tree. <laughs> oh, he's got a card? Yeah, I got a card in there. Let's see what we got. Like I said, my boss is always sending us all kind of knickknacks and, and care packages and gift packages yeah. all the time. So Merry Christmas. Didn't forget you, little brother. Thank you for all you put out. Let's have a great new year. Wishing you a Merry Christmas. Thanks, my boss. 
Thanks, man. Good looking out. This is dope. What do I got here? Oh, shit. What is this? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Look at that. Let's see what you got. I, I, I we got probably got the same Wars, thing. Like a guy, speeder bike guy riding a speeder bike. Look at that shit. Same thing. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Thanks a lot, if, my if, boss. You rule. Thanks a lot. Yeah. If if we had more time, we would have did an unboxing, but <laughs> <laughs> we may do it some other time. But yeah, uh, appreciate everybody listening. People, uh, we got some new listeners checked in tonight. Hope yeah. you like what you hope you like what you saw. Hope you're not like David F. Walker. Fuck us and not watch us again. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around. We might if you don't like this show, maybe next show you'll like that one. You know. Uh, but until then, uh, yeah, we have other podcasts. We got uh This Geeks and Comics. Uh, I think Get Rallying is still around doing their own thing. I don't know. Uh Big Willie. Big, you know. Big Willie doing stuff. He don't do it on the on the, the website we're on right now, but he got his own thing going on, but he's always doing stuff. Like he I used think to. He's always recording. Stuff. Yeah, like always. Like <laughs> we start when we start, he's already going. When we end, he's still going. You know. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's it. I, I don't know if there's any other podcasts going on in our network. I think that's pretty much it. But yeah, follow us next week. I don't know what big thing is going on next week, but definitely check us out. Uh, until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. <laughs>